morning. You know, I've been sitting there and I'm saying the church is a little poco poco. And I'm hoping that my message this morning will lighten you up so that we can go and do the work of the Lord. But you know, when I hear the men in charge singing, it reminds me of soldiers. The soldiers of the cross. And today, I am hoping that through this word, we'll begin to do the will of God. Amen, church? But this morning, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and trusting that we are all well. And the text that I'll be preaching from this morning or today is St. Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46. It is a pretty interesting text. And I hope that when I preach from this text, clarity will come from this text and we'll understand what we need to do in Christ. The topic for today's message is religious blind spots. And you must be saying what pastor is talking about. But when I preach, you will recognize what I mean by religious blind spots. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for this day today that you have given us. Thank you that we could be here this morning again in your presence to listen to your word. And I pray, Lord, as your word go forth, that hearts will be pierced and that we will be put into action to do your will. Lord, as your man servant, I pray that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit. And whatever I preach will be just say the Lord. Take control right now. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. Amen and amen. The main idea for this text or the thesis for this text is to avoid spiritual or religious, rather, is a religious blind spot and to do the will of God. I love to begin my messages with a historical context, a background or a setting so that you can recognize what the writer was writing about. And the writer of today's text is Matthew. Matthew was writing to the Jews and the religious establishment in this text in Palestine about their sinful actions. Matthew depicts Jesus as the true king and the real judge of mankind in this text. The Jews and the religious establishment in Jesus' time were a people living in self-righteousness and selfishness. This text was one of Jesus' apolitic teaching on the end of time. So it was an end time teaching by our Lord Jesus Christ 
and this text. And today I just want to go through a quick outline of this text with you as I preach the word of the Lord. One from verse 31 to 34, Jesus did a separation. All the nations, Jesus was speak, speaking to the entire Jewish nation. And within that Jewish nation, you have two kinds of people. And this, in this separation, analogies were used. One set of people were called sheep. The other was called goats. They were both believers, but one one had an attitude that was wrong. The sheep he put on the right. And those he put on the right, those the right, those sheep were obedient and faithful. The goats he put on the left. And those goats were disobedient and unfaithful. So Christ here did a separation among the people. And I am telling you in his church today, he will also do a separation amongst his people based on what his people will be doing. Some will be faithful and obedient and some will be disobedient and unfaithful. Amen, church. Christ also spoke in this text about an inheritance for the righteous. And those will be considered the sheep and the right, pardon me. So they were considered righteous and there was an inheritance for them. Here it said from the, the kingdom of God was prepared for them since the creation of the world. So long God, God, has prepared an inheritance for the people who will be obedient and faithful to him. Amen, church? They were also considered to be blessed. So these that Christ caused the sheep were also considered to be righteous and blessed. And today we want to come to the crooks of the matter, the action that these two groups had, what they did. Action, that is the sheep, action towards Christ was good and they were commended. They were commended. Their action was so good, as I said before, that Christ had to commend them. And sometimes some of us in the church, we do well for the Lord and commendation will come to us. Amen? So from verse 35 to verse 40, Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. So this was the action of the people that was considered righteous and blessed 
and as we use, as the scripture used the analogy, the sheep. Then the righteous are the sheep, answered Jesus. When did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? I need in clothes and clothe you. When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? They were unaware. But loving Christ will drive you to actions, my friend. The work you do is the work of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus told them and I want you to listen to this, to listen to this carefully, church, this morning. Jesus told them, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me or to me. So I'm saying to you today, church, the love of Christ should propel you to an action that you will look after people. You will look out for people. You will do good things for people. Amen, church? The goods were cursed for inaction towards Christ. Those were the ones that he placed on the left, and you find this from verse 40 to verse 46. Non-action leads to curse. Jesus said, in the end, depart from me. I know you're not. The result for inaction is eternal fire, hell. That is what Jesus said, prepare for the devil and his angel. So I'm saying to you today, if you are a Christian with inaction, this will lead you that your Lord Jesus Christ will tell you, depart from me. I know you're not. And let us quickly look at the result of those goats. The evidence that Christ Jesus was talking about that he could declare to them, depart from me, I know you're not. Jesus said, I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They were cursed by Christ Jesus. You know, and even with their inaction, they have the audacity to say, when did we? Religious and Christ Repeat their inaction. Again, telling them that they didn't feed him. They didn't give him something to drink. They didn't invite him in. They, when, they, when he was sick, they didn't look after him and in prison. Remember Christ says that whatever you do to the least one, you're doing it unto him, church. Religious blind spots. Let us look at it. 
because of selfishness, self-righteousness, and prejudice, blind spots occurs in our walk with Christ. And let me say it again. Religious blind spots comes about because of what? Selfishness. You are a Christian, but you are selfish. You are a Christian, but you are self-righteous. You are a Christian, but you have a prejudice. And that is what happened. So religious blind spot brings you to a place of inaction, of lack of love for each other, and care. Women church, we choose or decide to neglect the things of the kingdom. That is what religious blind spots are. We have blind spots, all of us as blind spots. What I'm saying to your church, there is too much religious blind spots in our churches today. And we need to get rid of it. Amen, church? We see religious blind spots as something small, something meager. Because if you are spirit-led, water baptized, are you clear to Jesus on Jesus your mind? You're not care for love nobody else. I care no about nobody else. Amen, church. That is religious blind spot. Hallelujah. When dealing with the kingdom of God, but they can prevent you from going to heaven. So this religious blind spot, hello, my friends, I'm telling you something this morning, can or will prevent you from entering into the kingdom of heaven. God, the Son of God, Christ Jesus, cursed the goats. He said, depart from me. I know you not because they were practicing religious blind spot. Amen, church. Hallelujah. Religious blind spots lead us to neglect of our neighbors and their needs. So when you practice religious blind spots, it will lead you to neglect of your neighbors and their needs. We are blinded from our neighbors' needs. People who have religious blind spot, there is a big field over their eyes that you don't see your neighbors leave church. Yeah. Amen? Because of extra, you in this church, because of extra religious activities, we are far removed and we have no time for our neighbors. Listen, a man. You want to live beside some church people yet? They never get up, they never tell your man yet. They never call you yet. But every day they go to church 24 7, they have a time for their neighbor to see where they love and engage in a conversation. I even show the love of Christ towards them. It happens to us. 
We dress like Parkeram, and we go to church. Every Sunday morning, sometimes four or five times for the week. And I'm saying that you're not, it's not that you're not to go to church. But mankind is important too. Your neighbor is important. And God wants you to know that. And you must engage him in a relationship, in a partnership, and express love to them, church. Amen. You must. Holy for religious activities. You know what, my church? We see compensation, ceremonial substitute church, instead of a relationship with Christ in order to live the Christian life. Yeah, man, compensation. Will it be just substitute? If you are praise and worship leader, whatever you upon the choir, whatever leader you are in the church, that you substitute and you seek that compensation, that fulfillment, why you don't have a relationship with Christ Jesus. Amen, church. You are hollow. Your Christian life is hollow because it is full of religious blind spots. Church's activities can be spectacular, but false. Because somehow we left on Sunday morning after the week, we have not engaged our neighbors in evening conversation. Amen, church? Hallelujah. But yet we come in spectacular fanfare and preaching up a storm and singing up a storm. Why? Our neighbors don't know we. And we don't know our neighbors. Amen, church? And as I am winding down this morning, I want you to look at the mission of the church and of the believers. And church, I'm saying to you this morning, when I preach this message, it's normally for the church, the believers. Because you know what can happen? We are in church, and we don't have any relationship with Christ and heaven will miss us. We have to look at these blind spots. They are serious. They can prevent us from entering into the kingdom of heaven. So don't look at the mission of the church. And I ask this question that comes from the parable, the Good Samaritan. Who is your neighbor? Church, who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is everybody that you come in contact with daily. And only man will live next to you and beside you and live in your community. When you go in the bus, if you take the bus, the person that you come in contact with is your neighbor. When you drive and you go to work, the people you work with is your neighbor. Sometimes we as church people, we are work at a place and we have no friend. We isolate from them. We're so holy, we're so self-righteous. And I am saying that is spiritual blindness that is spiritual uh, blind spot, and we must pray for deliverance from spiritual blind spots. We must. God is love. I used to remind your church again. God is love. 
Christ was asked, which two commandments is the greatest commandment? And he told them, love the Lord thy God and love your neighbor as yourself. So you can't love God and not love man. Shockingly, you have a lot of Christians walking around and love God alone and not love man. This is false. You will not enter into the kingdom of God. Oh, can you love somebody that you see every day and then you're talking about your love of spirit that you have never seen? That is really just blind spots. Amen, church? The goats were cursed because they did not love their neighbor. They did not want. Feed them neighbor. They did not give them nothing to drink. They never clothed them. They never visit them in prison. They never looked after them. So their judgment, they were charged with not loving their neighbors. The needs of our neighbors are very important, church. Extremely important, especially you are a Christian. You must know that the needs of your neighbors are very important. Your neighbor is made in the image of God. Let me remind you. I know you alone make it in the image of God. Your neighbor is made in the image of God. And you can't be a Christian and don't take that serious, my friend. You cannot receive Christ and not receiving your neighbors. That's not right. And so the kingdom of God set up God and man. I know God alone. And you leave out man. Amen, church. We must treat the church, we must treat church, we must treat the poor and the needy well. Don't put labels on them. Let me say it again. We must treat the poor and the needy well. Do not put labels on them because we love put labels upon them. When they don't look like we, when they not fluent like we, when they're not bright like we, when they're not pretty like we, we put labels on them. And it happened in our church. You think I joke me, I mean? Walk out and ask some people and they will tell you that they feel labels are on top of them. Just stick a piece of labor upon them. Sometimes I'll not even back alone, I'll front you put the label all over them. Amen, church? You also place them in categories such as the other. You know, say, nowadays you full of some farm or whatever, you know, and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's a pretty word, the other. People that was made by God in his image, we call them the other. We can't even find a name for them. 
That is what religious blind spot will take you to. You put people into categories. Amen, church. Example, the disabled. Oh my God, we can't deal with them. We come in a church and we should have the love of God and we think disabled people is just a bother. Sometimes we wish some of them would come to church. Sometimes we wish we don't have to deal with none of them. Even at all. Jesus is embodied in your neighbors. Let me tell you, Jesus is embodied. Christ Jesus is embodied in your neighbors. They bear the mark of God. If we disrespect our neighbors, we are disrespecting God. Amen, church. Let me say it to you again. I want after this message, we pray for deliverance of religious blind spots. If we disrespect our neighbors, we are disrespecting God. You know how much time we disrespect our neighbor? I see how nice head man over there. All ganja head. Because he's dirty like a boss. Christian does that. And I am saying it is not right. And you the same Christian turn around and some of the man in your Ghana church and you jump as high as tiger. And you jump and show praise the Lord. While you are engaged in religious blind spots. Sometimes the treatment of our neighbor is what? Double discrimination. Brother Blight, beggars, I'm going to give you an example. Beggars are boys wiping the car glass with discriminate against them. Double. You see, one I come. So you're like, watch your whole teeth there, watch your whole teeth there. Watch your whole teeth there. Double discrimination. You don't know nothing about the man. You don't know what have caused him to be on the road wiping the car glass. And as Christians, we must first exercise mercy and let the love of God work through us. But as Christians, we don't make fancy car, fat car, AC, everything. And the first thing is to discriminate against them. What kind of Christian are we? Amen, church? Or somebody living in the inner city, no, no good, no come from down there. Just like old Natalia said, when he find out that Jesus comes from Nazareth, then anything good can come from Nazareth. Your Lord came from a ghetto or a slum in Israel. That's where God placed his son. So when you see one come from white the car glass, or talking at the inner city, or a beggar, you're looking at Jesus Christ. He's made in the image of God. Christ said, anything you do to the least of these, you do it unto me. So if you discriminate against them, 
You are discriminating against Christ Jesus, church. And I pray that this morning that this message will reach us as Christians. They, you know what will happen? As I said to you before, double discrimination. You see when some of them approach me, last time, they tell us lies. Because you don't double discriminate them already. So they tell you lies to get by. Because you don't form an opinion of them. And sometimes when they come and they beg us, we find excuse. We can't give it up. And sometimes we will tell people, we will tell lies. But I don't have a wallet, you know. I mean, I have nothing like the club compartment. But you might have some money in your wallet or your purse. But you just use the club compartment as excuse. That is what we do as Christians. Our neighbors are more than what we make them out to be. Yeah, man, a human being, them. And our animals, them, the animals, they must show love to, much less our human being. Mankind is so special and so precious to God. And we who are serving God, that's, and we are human, that's the way we treat ourselves. We will be judged, church. They were created by God. So we will be judged for our behaviors because they were created by God. And what? They deserve our attention, church. So you must be a church that is welcoming. You must be a church and like a church of Philadelphia that love is just overflowing. Love just a drop out out here and a run out to the road. Anybody who drives past in the car, they must feel the love of a Boulevard Baptist. Just like when Peter passes a lean on a road or whatever, the shadow of Peter will heal someone. So love must be coming out of this church that from your near, you just feel the love. It is so infectious. Amen, church? Yes, man. Let us quickly this morning apply what the text has said to us. One that we must want a fine religious blind spot. Church, it is imperative because it can lock you out of heaven. So not get comfortable. Ask yourself the question this morning. Am I practicing religious blind spots? Because it will keep you. You will hear when the trumpet blew. And we're all gathered. That you have found wanting because of religious blind spots. We must facilitate the needs of our neighbors. Church, if you are your neighbor, never live good from 19 or long, go home and make them become your good neighbor again. Be the big person because you are a Christian. And not tell me say every Christian live good with their neighbor. Yes, we don't have so much bad name. You know much of us now not testimony in our community. Because of the way we treat with neighbors. 
to facilitate the needs of our neighbors today. Receive our neighbors as we receive Christ. I'm reminding your church. Love and respect our neighbors unconditionally. No label them. No put them in a category, a class. Because someone will love the boy in a first class and them in a second class and third class. They are children of the living God. They are made in the image of God. No matter if they are disabled, they are made. I then slow them down, whatever I then are pretty. They are made in the image of God. Represent Christ so our neighbor can see Christ in us. I spoke about what the testimony. We must represent Christ. Some of us in our living and in our God, Christian walk, we are not representing Christ. Our neighbors don't see that in our way. If we should just go and do a little secret survey, I want to go like what you see done on this. Love going on and doing a poll. You can get done on this. And do a little Christian poll. And then tell me all Christian living with our neighbors. We'll be shocked to see that poll. Because many of us are not allowing the love of Christ to live within us so that our neighbor can see that love and enjoy that love. Amen, church. And in closing, this morning, my friend, the conclusion. Religious blind spots are serious cases. Serious like an heart attack. Let me say it again. Religious blind spot, church, and want small thing. It is serious. There are serious cases. They can, and I repeat, put you in hell for eternal punishment. So somebody will believe I, I demand them when they find death row, they shatter them, the gunman them, in a man to be in a hidden city all over a place. The rapist, the woman, the one who beat the woman them, and all kind of things. Name them, call the categorize sin, you know. Them big sin them. The homosexuals. The fornicators. The adulterers. You recall them bring stone and fire upon them while you are live in religious blind spot activities. You are going to the same place where they are going. Sin has sin to God. So the Bible tell me about big sin and little sin. We must get deliverance also from religious blind spots. Not only murder, not only sexual immorality, also religious blind spots. It will lead you to hell and eternal punishment. We must see Christ for deliverance from religious blind spot. And let the love of God shine, Christian, through us every time.
shines to us every time. A deliverance from Christ Jesus. Yes, man, deliverance. You can't get rid of religious blind spot unless Jesus Christ delivers you. So today, if that is your problem, you have to pray that really Christ Jesus will deliver you from religious blind spots. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. I remind you of that again. Our neighbors bear the image of God. And it's the Christian duty to help the poor and the needy. It is what? The Christian duty to help the poor and the needy. Finally, church, do not gather religious blind spots. I am praying to God that my church, this Boulevard Baptist Church, that we will not gather religious blind spots. We will and not neglect the true work of the kingdom of God. Let us love our neighbors today. Our neighbors bear the marks of God. They were made in the image of God. Every one of them is important to God. And we can't be people of God and we are ostracizing them. We are neglecting them. We are labeling them. We are putting them in category like they are animals. They are human and they are precious to God and they should be precious to the church. So, I leave you with this. Don't be self-righteous. You could have been at church from 19 or long. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Pray a prayer and say, Jesus, search my heart. Search my heart today and rid me of religious blind spots. I thank you for listening to me today and I pray that you will put the will of God into action. Amen. Wow.